Hi, and welcome to the Lessons with Leslie podcast, where I share all things self-love and becoming God's version of you. Are you a woman who struggles with loving yourself or seeing yourself the way God sees you? Where you're in the right place and you're also in good company because I used to be that woman too, but thankfully I am not her anymore. My self-love journey is full of valuable lessons that I'm eager to share with you. It is my hope that I can empower you to become everything that God had in mind when he created the unique masterpiece that is called you. And yes, I'm talking to you. Thanks so much for stopping by and hanging out with me today. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. Happy fall to you. Happy pumpkin season to all my pumpkin spice lovers out there. I know you are grinning from ear to ear because it is that time of year again for everything pumpkin flavored that you can think of. I've come to find with pumpkin, though, either you love it or you hate it. But I actually am a huge fan of the pumpkin loaf at Starbucks. But I can tell it's pumpkin season because the last few times that I've been there, they are already sold out. And it's early afternoon. I have my mind set on it. I know it saved me a few calories, but that pumpkin loaf is so good. So if you're a pumpkin lover and you have not tried it, then give it a try. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. So thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I do appreciate all the love that you're showing in my podcast. And let's jump right into today's lesson entitled Wind Chasers. When the wind's blowing, you can feel the wind, but you can't see it. You can't just go grab some of it and hold it in your hand, nor can you gather up a bunch of wind and store it to use later. And the same goes for the things that we're chasing that we think will make us happier, richer, prettier, or more successful. We never seem to quite lay hold of what we're after, so we end up chasing even more. Have you ever just wanted something so bad to finally get it and realize it's not even what you wanted at all? I sure have. So disappointment will set in and then you'll start to search all over again. Today, I want to discuss how our pursuit of fulfillment and happiness can cause us to, quote unquote, chase the wind when we're not satisfied with who we are, what we have, how we look, where we live, what we drive or who we know. We end up wanting something bigger, brighter, newer. We want the upgrade, the latest and the greatest. We have an insatiable appetite for more and more and more. I want to share the scripture with you, Ecclesiastes chapter four, verses four and six, the New Living Translation. Verse four states, excuse me, then I observed that most people are motivated to success because they envy their neighbors. But this, too, is meaningless, like chasing the wind. Verse six, and yet better to have one handful with quietness than two handfuls with hard work and chasing the wind. So I have my own definition of a wind chaser, somebody who is never satisfied with who they are, what they have or what they've accomplished. And they'll go to any length to obtain more. It's a never ending pursuit of people, places and things. Enough is never going to be enough when your flesh is leading you. It's going to always want more and will require more of you. It will never be satisfied. Now, in the beginning, it's going to be exciting, but being led by our flesh comes with a hefty price tag. It's definitely going to cost you more than it was worth. And trust me, it'll take the mercy of God to rescue you. Now, let me be clear. I'm all for evolving achieving our goals, enjoying our blessings and living in abundance God's way because Christ died for all of that and we should experience it. However, those things also require that we have a real relationship with God, that we're disciplined, that we have character, and most importantly, that we wait on God's timing. 
But the thing about wind chasers, they are unable to go through the process. They cannot and they will not wait for anything that they want. They're determined to make it happen by any means necessary. And consulting God first is not even an option. This world will always be full of things to tempt us. Society has their own definition of beauty and success and will try to impose that on us and make us feel like who we are, what we have is not enough. Our television, our magazines, social media platforms, they are full of photoshopped and airbrushed and staged depictions of perfection, success, love and happiness. But most of the time, what we see is not really the real, raw or unfiltered truth behind the scenes and behind closed doors. Trust me, there is a whole different story. All day, every day, there is going to be something or someone fighting for our attention, telling us what we should wear, how we should look and how we can be more successful. We're going to always feel that pull to do more, to be more, to have more. Temptation is not going to go anywhere, so we have to manage our thoughts and feelings and not allow them to be in the driver's seat of our life. We can't buy into the lies of society or define ourselves by standards that man has created. Chasing, it creates an atmosphere of anxiety and restlessness, fear of missing out, unhappiness, envy, depression, disappointment. It will physically and mentally exhaust you because you never quite catch what you're after. Chasing will cause you to destroy yourself and everything around you. Wind chasers, they attempt to make it happen at all costs, no matter who it hurts, who they have to step on and step over. They are unable to delay gratification. They want it all. And guess what? (laughs) They want it now. So they live from a place of excitement and thrill, which is derived from the flesh. However, happiness is very short lived with people who chase the wind. We are not designed to chase anybody or anything God doesn't even require that we chase him. So if our lives are being lived at a high rate of speed, we've got our foot to the pedal to the floor, then that's a total work of our flesh. And our flesh is never going to drive us toward anything that is good. So what is it actually that we are chasing? In my opinion, wind chasers, they have a keep up with the Joneses mentality. They're driven by envy and they actually want what others have. They desire money, fame, possessions, relationships, approval, or even attention. And they will go to any length by lying, stealing, begging, manipulating to get what they want. They are known for reckless living and have a full speed ahead approach to life. They'll chase what they don't even have the character or the wisdom to maintain. Wind chasers are thrill seekers and they always live to gratify themselves. They will even disrespect themselves, God and others all in the name of getting what I want. So why do we chase? I want to share the scripture. First, John second chapter verses 15 through 17. The NLT translation states, do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, a pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. And this world is fading away along with everything that people crave. But anyone who does what pleases God will live forever. We chase because of lust. It's just simple as that. It's not your actual skin or your eyes that are lustful. It's your heart that is deceiving you. Our heart, as we know it, is deceitfully wicked. There's nothing good in our flesh. And our heart has tricked us into believing that somehow there's a missing piece of the puzzle of our life and we need something more. Maybe a bigger house, another job, 
another man, somebody else's man, you know, a new Benz, that Chanel bag, plastic surgery again, a luxury vacation. The list goes on and on. The devil will never run out of suggestions of things for us to chase. Our mind is his playground when our thoughts are scattered and we're not happy with what we have or who we are. Sometimes when we feel that God's taken too long or he doesn't give us what we wanted, we go and try and manufacture it ourselves. When we finally get it and it's not what we thought it would be, back to chasing we go. So if chasing worked, what we quote unquote caught would be enough, but it's not. It has nothing to do with what we're pursuing. It signifies that there is an unrest within us. It means that we haven't learned contentment, self-acceptance and gratitude. And I believe it's an insult to God when we chase anything. It's as if it's, it's as if it's he is not enough and he doesn't care for us or can't care for us properly. I think the second reason that we chase is because lust of the flesh. It's an unquenchable, sinful desire. You're driven by what your body craves. So you go after it, even at the risk of causing harm to yourself or to someone else. Your flesh will make you feel invincible like nothing can happen to you. It's going to always want more and will require more of you. You see women all the time who disrespect their bodies by showing the world what should only be seen by them and their husband. Social media, it is overflowing with women who are dressed in the least amount of clothes possible, thinking that what they reveal will get them what they want. And it might temporarily, but it also brings shame and dishonor. Just know when your flesh is leading you, it's not ever going to be enough and it's not going to lead you anywhere that is good. The third reason that we chase is due to the lust of our eyes. We want everything that we see, even if it belongs to someone else, even if we can't afford it or haven't earned it. Somehow we feel entitled because life or people haven't treated us fairly. So we attempt to fill our void with all that our eyes can behold. And we'll tell ourselves that we only live once. So why not live for the moment? And when you're enticed by what you see, you tend to overindulge in anything and in everything. And as I stated earlier, it's going to seem excited in the beginning, but being led by our flesh will definitely cost us more than it was worth. Ask me how I know. So the fourth and final reason that we chase is the pride of life. And pride is a big one because it can be subtle, but pride can cause us to feel that we're better than others. So we present a false image. We're self-absorbed. We're boastful. We end up gloating in our accomplishments and belittling people that have less than us. When you're prideful, the words that constantly come out of your mouth are me, myself, and I. And the thing with prideful people, they don't like to admit when they're wrong. They have a difficult time apologizing But please know that pride is one of the quickest ways for your imaginary world to come tumbling down. So if you're a wind chaser, I have a remedy for you. All hope is not lost. According to Matthew 6 and 33, the New Living Translation, it states, Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. The solution for chasing the wind is to seek God first, walk in the spirit, be content and trust God's timing. I know that sounds simple and it's not always easy to do because when we become a Christian, that does not eliminate our desire for things. But our desires just have to be handled God's way so that they don't drive us away from him. As a follower of Christ, we approach our desires differently. We take delight in him and let him adjust our desires according to his plan. We stop trying to make it happen on our own. And we believe that God is a good, good father. And what is for us will not pass us. We don't have to worry about being overlooked, forgotten about or ignored, because if we're living according to Matthew 6 and 33, then the addition of things is automatic. 
Contentment, that's something that you have to learn and it takes practice and self-discipline. My life today is drastically different than it was almost six years ago. According to man's standards, my life at this moment lacks most of the things that are defined as happiness and success. But I have finally found something that money or the chase can't buy. I have found contentment. Ah, and there is nothing like it. Yes, I still desire certain things, but I fully trust God in that area now because my chase almost destroyed me. I lost myself and my relationship with God was an afterthought because I was consumed by the chase and trying to maintain what I had caught. My life is so much different now, but I would not trade this peace and this rest for anything. I am not behind. I have not missed out. I am right where I should be following God's lead and living my life at his pace. Most of the time, fulfillment is staring us right in the face. First and foremost, we have God, we have our life, we have our family and provision. We take so much for granted, but being grateful will keep us from greed and being thankful will keep us from being thirsty. God is not hiding anything from us. He doesn't mind if we have homes, cars, careers, and even money, but he just doesn't want any of those things to have us. The world will always be competing for our mind, so we have to make sure that we're keeping our mind on Christ, and it has to be a deliberate decision and consistent effort on our part. Walking in the Spirit is the only way that we're going to control our flesh. And let's not beg God for stuff because he already knows what we like. Asking is fine, but more importantly, let's be kingdom-minded. And actually, God is known for giving us things Beyond our imagination anyway, he is an expert at giving, according to Ephesians 3 and 20. So instead of that new pair of Christian Louboutin shoes, maybe we need to work on developing our character. Instead of purchasing that new Louis Vuitton purse, maybe we need to work on the way we love God, ourselves, and others. Instead of buying a new Range Rover, let's focus on repentance. Instead of chasing fame, let's make sure that forgiveness is a lifestyle. Money is nice. It answers all things, but let's not desire it more than we do maturing in Christ. And instead of striving to be perfect, let's concentrate on progressing in our purpose. Instead of a platform, let's pray that God is glorified in all that we do. In closing, if you're chasing the wind and always in hot pursuit of the next best thing, May I suggest that you come to a screeching halt because after years of chasing, you're wearing yourself thin, you're still not satisfied, and everything you caught has slipped right through your fingers. So please just put your life in park and figure out what you're really after. Ask yourself, the things that you're chasing, will they even matter a year from now? At the end of your life, you will not regret that you didn't chase more. Rather, it's going to be that you didn't recognize and enjoy all that God gave you. You'll realize that you missed out on important milestones in your own life and the lives of those around you because you were always chasing something. You cannot get time back, and that is a regret that doesn't have to happen. So start by being present in the moment. Water your own grass and take care of all that God has given you. Resist the temptation to measure your life against someone else's because someone else will always have more than you. So don't let inadequacy whisper in your ear that you're not enough, because as the saying goes, comparison is the thief of joy. 
The chase will end when you rest in the fact that God loves you. He sees you and he always provides, but he will not give us things that we're not ready for or that would destroy us. So it's time to just relax in him. Stop the chase of people, places and things. But rather, let's put all that energy into developing our relationship with Christ and watch how our desires will change. The rat race will no longer be enjoyable because all we ever needed, wanted, desired and imagined will be found in him. So let's seek him. Let's love him and serve him. And I promise you will never have to worry about a thing because nothing good will be kept from us when our ways please God. God is the one who has the blueprint, the strategy, and the timetable for all that he has planned for us. And chasing anything or anyone is not part of his plan, nor will it speed up the process. According to Isaiah 60 and 22, when the time is right, I, the Lord, will make it happen. Jesus and what he offers is enough. It has to be. Otherwise, we will always be miserable in comparing our lives to others. God wants us to have the best but he's the giver of things. He adds and not us. For all the times that we chase something or someone, Father, please forgive us. We make this declaration today. Jaira, you are enough, more than enough, and you always will be enough. And I'm all for excelling in life. I truly believe that we should maximize our potential while we're here and enjoy the journey too. However, I feel that the ultimate measure of success is hearing these words in the end. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. If we want to live with the end and eternal value in mind, then we have to be less tempted to run after anything or anybody. So please feel free to leave a comment if this episode resonated with you. I appreciate you for being here and I would love to hear your thoughts. Please join me on November the 4th when I will share a lesson entitled Follow Your Heart. Should you? That is something that I did for most of my adult life. So join me on the 4th and I will let you know how that all turned out. I look forward to chatting with you again real soon. Have an awesome weekend. So this concludes today's episode of Lessons with Leslie. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I do appreciate it. In the description of this podcast, you will find my website and social media platform information, and I would love to connect with you there. I also look forward to chatting with you every first and third Friday of the month. In the meantime, remember that you matter because you do. In Christ, you will always be enough. You are never alone, and most importantly, you are eternally and unconditionally loved. Until next time, take care. Oh, 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 o